right, welcome back to Miserable and Reckless, the show bringing you unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things the South. As always, I'm Logan, sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. Like we always like to tell you, go and follow us on social media, on Twitter and Facebook. Follow us on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, give us not one, not two, not three, not four, but five stars, and leave us a good review, and we will keep updating you with content there. I'm going to throw it over to Angle to introduce the guest we have today on Miserable and Reckless. All right, so we have a special guest today. Uh, I think I was thinking about this earlier this afternoon. I've known Ryan for 18 years now, if I have that correct. Um, I've actually met Morgan, Dustin, and then consequently, because I met Dustin, Logan through Ryan. Um, another UNCW grad, ties a lot of our podcast stories together. Um, we talked about the Bay House on this podcast. He owns that with his brother. It's a catalyst for a lot of our ballpark, trip, ballpark trips, including the best trip in the world to Chicago and the worst trip in the world to St. Louis. Um, <laughs> he's, uh, been on a few bachelor trips with us, Nashville, Charleston, um, been in and or to each other's weddings, um, been to concerts together as well. Tom Petty in Chicago, Fleetwood recently, uh, native Marylander who also went down to North Carolina for school and came back. Uh, my wife pointed out to me today that today is Maryland day. So Ryan, we had you on the podcast on national Maryland day <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> You also spent a significant amount of time as a kid cheering for and supporting the ACC. So what's up, man? Thanks for coming on. Yeah, oh, thanks, on, for, thanks for finally having me. What's up? So I got 29 episodes that we give you a chance to defend the Big Ten. 29 episodes? Yes. That's funny. That's um, that, that number always pops up as my wife's favorite number. It, it's crazy. I can't wait to tell her that. Like I was on their 29th episode. So when you guys make it big. It, it, I'll be on the 29th episode, and, and you guys will all be millionaires. It'll be pretty fun. <laughs> on Maryland Day. <laughs> on Maryland Day. Yeah, I, I think I heard that this morning. I don't. I don't know what Maryland Day means. To be honest with you, I, I, I wish wish the Terps were still in the tournament, then I'd care. But uh, it probably just means to wear your <laughs> ugly flag and eat some uh, crab cakes while salt putting a bunch of Old Bay on everything in sight. <laughs> right. Logan's boss is a Marylander, shop, so he's well versed. <laughs> No, so yeah, you guys, let's see. Angle, yeah, that's about right, 18 years. Uh, I remember specifically meeting Angle at Montgomery College in uh, here in Maryland, Community College, and he was wearing this yellow UNCW sweatshirt. I specifically remember that. I don't know why. It's really weird, but that's the truth. And long story short, we run into each other in Wilmington, North Carolina, uh, when we were both going to school. And I don't remember if you were wearing that yellow sweatshirt then, or I just ran into you, but that's really where the friendship kicked off. But I always go back to that random yellow UNCW sweatshirt that you were wearing well before we were both at UNCW. So, uh, yeah, that's that's our history. And I guess, um, let's see, Dustin, I had to have met you before Morgan because we lived in the dorms together there at Hewlett yep. Hall at, at UNCW. Yep. Good times. Dustin, I, I don't think your and I's friendship kicked off as as good as it, as it is now until after college though I mean, we, we, yeah dc days dc days yeah when um uh yeah we're, we're trying to get together trying to get together i'm down at the bay house for guys weekend i think it was or maybe it was a may weekend i don't remember and you and i were trying to connect trying to connect finally did i said well holy hell is there any way you can make it down to the bay house like now nah, i don't have a car now oh oh shit well, hold on. I have a friend driving down from New York City. Let me see if, if he could pop off the Beltway somewhere and pick you up. Like, would you do it? And you're like, yeah, all right. Why not? And 
that that literally happened. You <laughs> picked you up wherever and brought you down. And what six ish hours later, there you were in front of my face for the first time in five years. <laughs> yeah, that was that was awesome. And it was he was a, the best guy ever to get into a car with and have never met before. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. hey, hey, little kid, you want some candy? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So that that's a great story there. And then Morgan, um, I met through a mutual friend at, at school who, uh, Morgan, were you at UNCW at that time or were you still down at Cape Fear? I think we were all getting ready to start our first semester at UNCW when I met you. Okay. Well, I was in. Um, you were already think, in, yeah. I think KB was in. So met him. He brought me around you guys. Some of you guys were kind of like all over the place, Cape Fear or other guy was jobless and another guy was pretending to know how to surf and another guy was, you know, moving across the country. So that was, that was the band of myth, misfits for sure. But, but obviously great friends. And then, yeah, like, I don't know, through thick and thin, we all just ended up blending together and, and here we are. So, and then, and then Logan was born four years later. <laughs> our producer and our sponsor. That's right. Speaking of sponsor, I'm just playing. I ain't going to do that this week. But uh, moving into the good, the bad, and the ugly, let's kick things off, throw it over to Dustin. All right, yeah. Um, good. I know I've been grumpy the past couple of weeks, so I'm going to try to do a couple of goods, make up for that. One, uh, just, you know, I'm glad we, Ryan, you gave all that background because it was just, just want to say it's good to have you on. Glad that we're uh, finally doing this and uh, it'll be fun. Um, you're at the center of a lot of the trips and stories that we've told, at least the ones that we want to put on the internet. And, uh, Oh, they're safer here than my brother's GoPro. So (laughs) that's true. Um, other good is, uh, I, some of y'all have seen the video of it. I know Logan, you have, I think you have, um, this week we broke out some records that my wife got from her mom and, uh, we were playing all kinds of different stuff. Fleetwood Mac was one of them, and my daughter was just dancing and having a good time with it. And uh, it's appropriate Ryan's here for this one because Jenny's first words were, "Uh uh-oh, Jacob's getting ready for Jacob, because that's his favorite, one of his favorite bands as well. (laughs) So here we are. Wait, your daughter's Um, first words were, "Uh uh-oh, getting ready for Jacob? (laughs) That's what my wife said, but it might be. I'll remember that. I'll have to tell him that one day. (laughs) Episode 29, Miserable and Regulus. Um, bad, uh, ACC and big 10 ACC had seven bids and five losses in the first round, big 10, nine bids and only one team making it to the sweet 16. Um, a couple of those were number one seeds. That's just terrible. Um, ugly, uh, HP's like auto assist, like the robot you talk to when you call their helpline. Um, apparently they weren't ready for me. Because when I had to read off my uh, serial number, at the end, there's two G's. And I had to read it like six times. And every time they got it wrong and they found it like, let me connect you to somebody who can help you. So ugly is technology. Technology is bad. That's my good, bad, and the ugly for the week. All right, Morgan, throw it over to you. Good, bad, ugly. All right. Well, like Dustin said, welcome on here. Ryan's glad to finally have you on here, man. Um. Good is both both kids are finally over their cold, which they were pretty nasty for a while there. Uh, also, the weather 
warming up here in the next couple of days. Hopefully we're over the winter. Bad tech. Uh, see, one and done in the tournament. Yeah. As I've said all season, they live by the three and they're going to die by the three. It's, it was a tough one. They should have won that one, but, you know, on to football season for them. And ugly. Um, Brody, I'm starting to realize, might have his mother's allergies, which is not a great thing. It's going to be pretty bad for him. So that's pretty short and to the point for me this week. Fair enough. Logan, you want me to go next? Oh, sorry. Yeah, Angle. I was on mute. <laughs> All right. Bad is uh, Logan being on mute. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, my good is that uh, this weekend, it's uh, – it's, uh, I was trying to think of good things to look forward to. So, Bristol this weekend, so that'll be exciting. Uh, the long story short of that is that there's a short track, and they put dirt on it. So, uh, that's an interesting way to do NASCAR. Um, they've never done this before. So I can only imagine that's going to cause some hurt feelings and wreck fenders. So that should be pretty entertaining to watch on Saturday and Sunday night, Saturday for trucks and Sunday for the cup guys. And my other good, I'm burying the lead on purpose. Um, I'm an uncle for the fourth time this week, uh, and it's a nephew and that's all I feel comfortable putting out for now. But, um, I do have a little nephew and, uh, I know my brother-in-law listens to the podcast, so Hopefully I catch him in between his uh, extended periods of time when he's awake with the baby, <laughs> but uh, uh, congrats to him. And I'm excited for a nephew and uh, I got three nieces already. So it'll be kind of fun to see him grow up with three uh, older women to kind of shepherd him around and help him out. So that'll be, I'm, I'm looking forward to all these young kids getting a little bit older and hopefully once this pandemic subsides a bit more I, I can feel a little bit more comfortable traveling and going to see them and hang out with them and and I'm, I'm that's really one of the things I'm looking forward to the most uh so that's a good thing <clears throat> um speaking of nieces and uh just trying to make sure that things are set up well for them I was watching a um a news story on the actual like on the actual news not like a late night show or something like that and it was about the difference in the NCAA between the weight the weight rooms for the women and the men and the men have like this whole huge gym set up with like a whole bunch of other stuff going on. And the women apparently have what basically amounts to like a couple dumbbells in like a hotel yeah. <laughs> that they were expected to use. And I, I thought it, the reason why I said it was on the news is because I thought for a second that it was a joke and that they were making fun of it. And then I kind of looked at it and I was like, Ooh, this is awkward. Like these guys are going to get destroyed. <laughs> like once this gets out, just with the way the culture is and everything else. Um, so I just, I thought that that would be my bad for the week. I figured I'd call attention to that. And I just was shocked that that was the case. I'll just leave that at that. That seems like a third rail. I don't want to touch much more than that. And then, uh, I was just shocked that that was the case. So, and then my ugly is uh, drew Timmy from Gonzaga. His Fu Manchu needs to go. The thing is terrible. <laughs> disagree. <laughs> disagree more. <laughs> I am out on all Fu Manchus. I'm out on Chase Elliott's Fu Manchu. I'm out on Drew Timmy's Fu Manchu. They're they're all terrible. Come on. Ugly. <laughs> That's my good, bad, and ugly. All right. I reckon I'll go next before I throw it over to our guest of the week. Uh, I have a couple goods and a bad. <clears throat> First good, uh, this past Friday, an artist from, um, I believe it's Floyd, Virginia, near Roanoke, named Morgan Wade, just dropped her debut album. And I got to say, it's fantastic. 
Um, it's kind of like this alt country Americana um, style record that a couple songs delves a little bit into a light pop kind of kind of range sonically, but the the songwriting is fantastic and it covers a lot of themes of like loneliness, addiction, um, and just a, a about a lot of shit not working out. So basically, all the checklists of things that I like to listen to in music. Basically so Floyd <laughs> yeah, so it was. It was right up my alley. So check that out. It's called Reckless by Morgan Wade. Um, second good. This weekend, uh, one of my good buddies is having a baby in like early June. So he's having his wife is throwing him like a a male baby shower or something. But instead of us sitting around at the house and playing little stupid games like they do at baby showers, we're going to the golf course in Clayton. And we've separated into two teams of four. And just like I, I told him that just like on his bachelor party, I'm going to whoop all their ass once again out on the links. So I'm looking forward to that. Hey, that's uh, a great idea. Uh, de- like dudes should have bachelor party baby shower. Like one day we don't have to go away. Like ladies, you go do your thing. We'll go do our thing. It's a great I idea. My baby shower. It's we a great idea. <laughs> there was the train. <laughs> and then the bad, um, I would say is kind of a good and bad. I mean, state's playing in the NIT, as I said last week. I think they're winning at the moment, but it, we're playing in the NIT, so who really cares? Is so it on FS2 or something? Or? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's on ESPN right now. Because, but then again, on the positive of that bad is my team is the only team of uh, represented on this podcast right now that's still actively playing basketball. So on that note, I'm going to throw it over to the Maryland fan, Ryan. Good, the bad, and the ugly. Your first time ever. Take it away. All right. Well, here, here I am in Baltimore, uh, making sure the choo-choo train gets <laughs> out of here. I think we're good. Um, I, I'm surprised each of you didn't mention the good being that two ACC teams actually got through to the Sweet 16. I think that's a that's a great thing for that league this year. My team didn't make it, so I don't give a shit. I'm, yeah, <laughs> so I'm surprised that well that that good didn't come out of your other three's mouths. Um, NC State still playing in the NIT. That doesn't even count. I mean, I would take a first round NCAA tournament loss in the first four before winning the <laughs> NIT. So. Is it on ESPN six or is it? <laughs> hey, what time does Maryland play tonight? Hey, don't. They're, they're, trying, to keep, they're trying to keep their coach around. <laughs> no, but my good is um a lot of good, always a lot of good. Uh Maryland won an NCAA tournament game, you know, and that's always that's always fun. That was holy shit last Saturday was was great. And actually being able to finally be at home and I'll be at work's been been crazy busy but uh just being able to like turn on the tv right behind me and watch the NCAA tournament or or sneak downstairs make a sandwich and a bowl of soup and and sit down and watch the NCAA tournament or right at 501 like be home and watch the NCAA tournament like it's it was it was a fun Friday and Saturday for sure and I like that I kind of like that uh that one of those last games during the first round, Morgan, I felt for you for that 12-15 tip. I mean if you win that game it's a great rest of your weekend. You lose that game ouch you know, especially in overtime but um yeah that shot to go to overtime was nice for them but <clears throat> yeah so a lot of fun saturday winning it's always fun to win in a NCAA tournament game tournament game i don't give a hell who you're playing uconn's good good squad and then uh i guess the bad was playing a second round game <laughs> i don't recommend it on a monday night at 8:45 i don't recommend it to any of you all even if you're going to win cuz you, you get very high on that on that first round win and then where do you go from there and you know dustin and angle i I know you guys have experienced this plenty but 
every NCAA tournament game, win or lose, that, that Maryland's in, I just – I take myself back to 2002, and it's just like – how did I, how did I live through that? Well, I was a senior in high school, so I was 18 years old, not, you know, with a, a credit card in my pocket and over 21, but um, like we won one game and I was just up till two 30 in the morning, FaceTiming people and having a blast. Like, but, but, but Monday night games are tough. So that was, that was bad. And we got, we got smoked and, and, you know, kind of the rest of the week sucked, but you know, at least it wasn't one of those games that, we were up by 15 points and with two minutes left and blew it. Um, but another good, sorry, I'm bouncing around a little bit, but uh, our little guy's turned to two in a few weeks. So we've, we've got potty training going and uh, he's doing a really good job. And it's, it's not as daunting as, as folks might think, but it does open a whole new layer. When, when, when any of us, regardless of age, can wear a diaper, like you're good. You don't have to worry about anything. You just go. And, and, for a baby too, like you wear a diaper, you don't have to wear it, but anyway, you, you just change it whenever you want as a parent, but you're not wearing a diaper, <laughs> all eyes on. And when it's the busiest time of the year for each of you at work at home, it just, it adds a whole new layer, but it's been good. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not shitting on it. No pun intended. Um, he's been great. <laughs> the bad, I think I already got to um, with, with, with playing a second round NCAA tournament game on a Monday. And then losing, that was tough. But but playing, a, usually an NCAA tournament isn't on a Monday. It's Thursday to Sunday. Yeah. Um, so Monday, I, it was hard to get giddy about a, a, a 10 seed playing a two seed all day Monday. You kind of just knew what was going to happen. I mean, of course, we took an eight-point lead, but, you know, that doesn't last. Um, and, yeah, the, the ugly, I guess, is my bracket. I think I'm sitting at five, six, six six sweet 16 teams and i'm proud of i'm not proud of any of them i guess i had usc but that's not that's not going way out there um i had alabama full disclosure uh yeah so that's that's the ugly six out of six out of 16 sweet 16 teams and yeah we'll get to it but i don't give a shit how many teams in the big 10 lost like all if maryland's gonna lose all of them lose go ahead Lose, lose, lose. I don't want you. I don't oh, yeah. want you out on the recruiting trail saying you're going to. You went to the Final Four. Come to our school. Screw you. Lose, lose, lose. And I was on the way in the ACC. Right? Logan, what's that now? You're recording this, right, Logan? Oh yeah, definitely recording yeah. this. <laughs> I I couldn't agree more. Last week I told them burn it all down, and I told them I hope every single one of their teams lose and lose terribly. So yeah, if I'm not winning, no one's winning. Screw you. Just burn it down to Barry and kill them all, Chrysler here. <laughs> It's just Gonzaga and Gonzaga loyal of Chicago in the championship. I'll take it. Hell yeah. yeah Big 12 is right there. Big 12, Big 12 get 18, eight teams in and sitting at one, seven, six. And they were the second best conference in the country this year. And there they sit with one team in there. So it's crazy. All right. Moving, moving into the weekend look ahead. What do you guys have going on? Anything you're watching? Anything you're doing? Yeah, I'll probably I'll have the tournament on, obviously in the, in the background, but not watching you know games all the way through. Um, probably playing with the kids. I am uh, heading to the Eastern Shore here in Maryland with uh, with Jamie and Jacob, and um, my my mom and stepdad have a house down in St. Michael's. So we're we're going down there. Um, nice. I think it's supposed to be a beautiful weekend. 
Quest for the Stone is an eight. Kind of stunk, right? So yeah, that's what we're doing, getting away. That's awesome. Still haven't yet uh, made it down to that to that area. I've been to Smith Island itself, but I, I'd like to go explore it more now that we're out in Annapolis. Just that general area itself, I just it's it's really pretty. So maybe once um, all this kind of settles down a little bit, we, we we went briefly and it's 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 a it's a cool spot. It's a really cool spot. So hope you guys enjoy. It 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 gives you the uh, I know this is kind of a, a southern show. It, it definitely gives you the southern feel of Maryland. Maryland is a lot of highway and city hustle and bustle. Out west Maryland, you know, there's a lot of country as well. But but the eastern shore. Dustin, you've been down to that house, but Logan, you especially, yeah. it, it, it gives you definitely a Southern vibe. It's, it's, it's awesome. I love it. It's way too expensive, but it's, it's awesome. Speaking of uh, Maryland, I'm looking forward to, uh, so we're, as far as I'm concerned, we're now on lacrosse season because my team's out of it. So I'm looking forward to uh, some of the ACC lacrosse that's happening. I was mentioning to the guys, Duke's playing Syracuse right now. That's a big deal because Duke's number two, Syracuse is number four. I'll point out UNC's undefeated in number one. Uh, they'll play next Thursday during our podcast. Uh, Carolina will play Duke. So um, Syracuse is in it. Maryland. Can you all tell me who's ranked number three, please, if you're going to say who's ranked number one and two? <laughs> I have it in the list right here. Maryland, 5-0. and oh. There you go. Sorry. Yeah. And then Rutgers. Rutgers, I'm going to give some credit to the, the, the team we always crap on. Rutgers has a number five lacrosse team somehow, some way. Maybe they spent all their football scholarships on, on uh, lacrosse instead. Ever since Maryland and Hopkins entered the Big Ten, the, the league's woken up a little bit with the lacrosse sticks. Yeah, imagine that. They got all the Maryland teams. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> NCC baseball, there's that. Uh, Logan, you gonna you can talk about NC State. You beat UNCW. You're gonna you gonna toot your horn on that. Well, considering that I'm sitting here with a bunch of UNCW grads, of course I'm gonna brag a little bit. But beating I mean, look. State's kind of gotten off to a little bit rougher start than expected this year. Normally, we start off the season hot, win a bunch of games, get into the top 10. A couple years ago, we got all the way to number one, only to go through a midseason slump for us to make it into host our own regional. And then we'll do what we normally do and choke there. But uh, this year's gotten off to a little rougher start. So I'm hoping that this will be the year that NC State baseball, uh, instead of going through a midseason slump, gets it out of the way at first and then just finishes the year hot. Fingers crossed, but probably not. But uh, other than that, you know, like I said, I'm going golfing. Um, can't wait to do that. It's always fun. Played terrible in my first round of the season two weeks ago. Played a lot better last week. Uh, so ready to get out there and, you know, take some of those guys. We're, I think we're, I'm going to try to talk them into betting a six-pack uh, per person on, on the match. So that'll be fun. Per hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sounds like my style of golf. <laughs> I, I have a feeling I'm the second best golfer on this on this show tonight, and that is a really bad thing. Angle Dustin and Morgan. <laughs> I guarantee you, I'm the worst golfer on this show. What Logan? What's your handicap? I don't know. I, I I'm I can tell you what I normally shoot, and it's wildly inconsistent. I on any given week, I can shoot anywhere from an 86 to a 106. <laughs> yeah, it just depends the, on the best it, golfer on the show. It just depends on. Uh, how I'm how I'm hitting and then you know I, I make an effort to not drink beer while playing golf because by about hole 11 if you've had a few beers your score you start hitting them in the woods a lot more than you did on the first nine so that's probably uh it just depends on how your game's going but if you see I I've come full circle with it like started off sober 
played decent. Hole five, get a little tipsy. Shit the bed. Hole 11, really tipsy, and you start just crushing the ball. Yeah. <laughs> and sinking 40-foot putts. So I don't oh, know. Yeah. Sometimes there's a full circle effect. Well, it's one of those things that when you get on the green and you line up the ball and you're looking at it, trying to read the green, and then you miss the you miss the putt or you skid it across, but then you get up there when you just are in that I don't give a fuck mode and you just line up and putt the ball and then you sink it. Makes no sense. It's a frustrating sport, but it's a lot of fun. The one-eye effect, man. Pretty much. <laughs> I don't, why don't you guys just start drinking from the beginning so you enjoy yourself and then only play nine holes? Because the tee off is usually up. like seven in the morning. True enough. Just show up, John. <laughs> uh, do you guys want to talk about the tournament? Yeah. Yeah, but I, yes. I'd like to open it since we have a Big Ten guest with uh, a quick joke. Jeez. So, Ryan, what does my $1,400 stimulus and the Big Ten have in common? Neither of them are making it to next weekend. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh. I'll send you my Venmo. <laughs> Ryan, uh, I know you, unless you listen to one this week, you don't know this, but we have spent 28 and a half episodes now ripping the Big Ten apart. We ripped them apart college football. <laughs> we make conference that Rutgers is in jokes all the time. This is probably only the third time we've actually called them by their name. Yeah, yeah true. we usually call it the conference that Rutgers plays them. Well, it's nice. You're, it's nice you're not picking on them like when they really suck. I mean, you guys have Boston. You guys have Rutgers called Boston College and Wake Forest and Notre Dame and maybe not football, but you guys got well, we, Rutgers. We we've been known to try to kick teams out of the conference. We officially Syracuse. tried to kick Syracuse out a few weeks. Few months I, sent, I sent them a letter saying that they are evicted. <laughs> Sarah, what, for football? Football, football yeah. We want South Carolina. The original. That would make we want, sense. We want Syracuse and, and, and uh, Boston College going. I'm, sure, I'm yeah. sure the SEC wants Clemson. That's going to happen before ACC gets South Carolina. I promise oh. you that. ESPN might have something to say about that. <laughs> True. You want to defend I'm the Big Ten? I'm sure the Big Ten would like to get rid of Rutgers. Do you want to defend the Big Ten after we used Facebook to make fun of them all weekend long? (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. My dad defended the ACC when the ACC uh, went on the road, right? When he went out of conference, my dad defended the ACC to the gill. And I never understood it. I said, Dad, all all these teams need to burn, crash and burn, not literally. God bless everyone. I don't want anybody to get hurt, but they need to lose and they need to lose every game they play. Why are you cheering for them? Because it makes the league look better. It makes Maryland look better. Blah, blah, blah. And I never got it. And I never rooted for the ACC. Maybe Georgia Tech in the final four at one point. Maybe, I don't know. But I, I never rooted for the ACC. And I still, I don't, it's, it's funny when you get all this like conference affiliation all of a sudden. Like, you hate, you have your foes all normal conference season. Then all of a sudden the conference tournament begins and, and you love everyone. It's almost like your, your relationship with your brother, right? Like you don't even want to give them the, the graciousness, graciousness of a punch in the face. You just want to smack them sometimes, but like other people start getting in his face and talking shit about him. You're going to have his back. And that's, that's what like, that's what his conference, like fanhood, artificial crap is like, I, 
yeah, I'll defend the Big Ten. The Big Ten was the best basketball league in the country this year, and there's no question about it. And if I was a basketball player on an ACC school or a, a Big South school or whoever, I'd be like, yeah, the Big Ten was the best league in the year. All the metrics show it. Everything shows it. All the pre-conference stuff showed it. All the in-conference stuff showed it. Um, but to, to for what has happened in the tournament with the Big Ten teams, there's no question that there's disappointment. And I'm sure all the way up to the league office, uh, folks are asking themselves, what the hell happened? I have a few theories. We might be here till 11 p.m. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's they've, they've shit the bed. Uh, I, I don't think Maryland's one of those teams that shit the bed. Maryland was a 10 seed. They beat a 7. Rutgers was a 10 seed. They beat a 7. That 7 was in the ACC. Um, so those two teams didn't shit the bed. But your Ohio State, your Purdue's, your Illinois, and I'll get to Illinois in a second. Like. Yeah, like, what the hell happened? So, big disappointment. Uh, you know, I didn't necessarily think the Big Ten, a Big Ten team was going to win the national championship this year. Um, Michigan lost their best player, best pound-for-pound pound player a couple weeks ago, Isaiah Livers. Uh, he can shoot the rock. He can drive. He probably will be in the NBA. He's out. So, I think Michigan probably is like, hey, they could lose to Florida State. If they beat Florida State, I would put money on Alabama beats them. If Alabama gets through UCLA, which I think they will. Um, Michigan's not the same team. Illinois won 14 out of 15. They were really hot. I thought they had a chance to get to the Final Four and give Baylor a good game. But I still thought Baylor was probably pound for pound better. And luckily, my Final Four includes Gonzaga and Baylor still currently, and I, I see that in the national championship and uh, Gonzaga cutting down the nets. But it, I'll just go back. All this, all this conference like affiliation, like it, if if you can give me a good argument right now in 2021, 2020, 2021 of, of any conference being better than the big 10. I, I'm, I'm here. And I know you're not going to say the pac 12, maybe Bill Wall. Well, I, 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 champions. I was about to say, I have the only argument that y'all's generation loves to use whenever you want to talk about the idol of the nineties, the most annoying athlete of all time, Michael Jordan. It's all about the rings. When was the last time a big 10 team won't cut down the nets? Oh, all right. Now you're going. I, I, I got, I, I got some, some stats there. And, and yeah, there's also no question there. Uh, the ACC's won eight national championships since 2000. Big Ten's won one, and it was in 2000. So obviously, and if if, if that's the metric we're using to gauge conference versus conference, I, hey, it's hard to argue that, right? Um, head to head through the years, I don't, you know, when pre-conference games and ACC Big Ten challenges and all that. I, I don't know what that number is. I do know the Big Ten's been to 16 Final Fours and the ACC's been to 15. Uh, so take that for what it's worth. And basically, in the ACC, you have Duke and North Carolina. And it can be argued Duke and North Carolina are the two best basketball programs in the country. I don't think Kentucky has much on them. I don't think Kansas has much on them. UConn might because of four titles since 99. UConn has an argument, but UConn's been really up and down. I guess so is North Carolina. Um, get the championships. Yeah. It's not the same kind of success. No, it's it's Final Four success, but yeah, I, I don't. Villanova too. Villanova's in. There. And the Big East. I mean, the Big East Conference certainly has a has a has an argument here with with, with us. Um, but, but I don't want up and comers in Virginia, but they haven't done it yet. They haven't done it for the extended period of time. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll see if Virginia has staying power. I give Virginia credit. They've been pretty damn good for a while now. They did lose to a 16 seed, but they've been pretty damn good for a while now. And they followed that up with a national championship. So, hey, it's a, it's a good book. 2018 was a terrible story, but but the book, they, you know, concluded well. Um, but I, I think when you when, – when I even go back to the days in the ACC when Maryland played there, I think the league and the leagues were smaller. But I always remember the ACC being – here's another train – so top-heavy. Train's going to honk, so I might have to pause. And the Big Ten having this depth from, like, top to bottom, and the ACC having your national championship contenders at the top. And I think that that still holds true to today. I think you have a, a wide league of, of competitive teams in the Big Ten, and I think in the ACC you have a smaller sample size, and that smaller sample size, Duke and North Carolina, Virginia, are, are going to be knocking on the national title door. While, you know, a few other Big Ten teams, maybe you get one or two in the final four and then not this year, but a few others like in the Sweet 16 and doing doing noise in the tournament. That's my sort of honest opinion. I think that there's something to be said about the guard play. The ACC always tends to focus on guard play. Villanova tends to focus on guard play. Um, And I think you need guards to go far in March. And that's about a third grade level understanding of NCAA basketball. And it doesn't mean that the Big Ten doesn't have good guards. I mean, I can go back to Mateen Cleaves and Juan Dixon and all the other guys that have come through. But um, recently it seems like the Big Ten is like Big Ten tough. They rebound. They, they you know, um, the Celtics just picked up the dude from Michigan. What's his name? Mo uh, something or other? Tell, tell your friend Lee, Mo Wagner. Mo Wagner, yeah. I mean, that's a perfect example of a Big Ten player, though, right? I mean, that's – so I wonder if the guards have anything to do with it. but. Uh, do you miss do you miss the ACC at all? Talking about how top heavy we are. Supposedly you guys could clean up. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I said that. I mean, we we won a national championship, went to two Final Fours, and won an ACC title during uh, multiple ACC titles. Um, and and in the span of three years, all that happened. So, yeah, we we were there at the top for a minute. Um, Virginia's there at the top now. I I, I don't know if. I guess Duke and North Carolina still are. Um, do I miss the ACC? If, if, if you were to put Maryland out in limbo right now and league commissioners and, and everything was fair and I could choose like ACC or Big Ten with, without bias, with, with you know, the, the folks in the Greensboro office and having a few tobacco road schools right down the street and everything was fair and even playing field, yeah, I'd probably say let's go to the ACC. I mean, that's it, it, geogra- geographically, it makes sense if all the money was still there with networks and all that. Yeah, I think this, so. This is where I have to agree with Ryan on this inside with the Big Ten guy. The uh, the ACC office is most definitely not fair. They protect the two schools in blue at all costs. I'm glad that John Swafford is finally retiring. He's been a, a terrible commissioner. And there is a uh, conspiracy against other teams that don't wear blue in our conference when it comes to anything from officiating on up. So they do it. They protect those two schools at all costs. Sounds like a loser to me. Sounds like what losers say. <laughs> well, did it sound like that when Coach K was talking about the double standard with Dean Smith in the 80s? And maybe if Coach K didn't lose a game earlier in the season, he would have played that Gardner Webb game, gotten another game, and gotten in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> you could say the same thing about NC State, too. Yeah. Virginia same Tech. Ex- Virginia yeah. Tech couldn't bother to, to, to you know, 
wear a mask or whatever. So Logan got screwed over. <laughs> yeah. And Virginia Tech gets a three seed after playing 12 games and canceling all their games against the uh, middle to upper echelon of the conference. That's a sham. They should have never been led into the tournament. Morgan, you've been, you've been sitting there too quietly too long. I had to bring you into it. That's fine. That's fine, man. That's, you know what? That, I'm pissed at Tech. They, they, they screwed around the COVID protocols, man. So I agree with Logan. They, they should have been somewhat penalized for that if you can. You're not supposed to say that, Morgan. <laughs> Logan's hashtag not my conference conspiracy theories over here. No, it's hashtag not my commissioner. Speaking of, I, I will. Gone, so. I, I don't know what I think Duke got plagued by it a little bit. I, I think I learned as the selection Sunday was coming that Virginia Tech was plagued by it. I don't know about North Carolina, and I'm not even going to mention the, the state school because they're in the NIT and that doesn't count. But, um, Maryland was un, unscathed there, and we played all 20 conference games. The couple pre-conference games that were, were canceled on us were the mid-majors faults. Um, we, we rescheduled a couple like on a whim, and then those were canceled because of the other mid-major faults. So the, the program did pretty good in, in, in that regard. And I think like Clark Kellogg said it well, like on the CBS show, like, and I don't know if I'd necessarily agree with this because a normal season with when you go on the road and having arenas full of fans like that creates a disadvantage for you and an advantage for the home team. And, and if you win through that and then win the national championship, like even better, but there is something to be said for whoever does cut down the nets for, for, for cutting down the nets, whether a couple less games were played because of COVID or whatever to, to pull through this year. I think it's it, it, there. I, I hope no one adds an asterisk to it. Maybe that asterisk will just mean it was COVID and it, it, it doesn't change the, the glory of what, any of these schools it's in it. I don't think any of these schools have won one in a little while. So um, I, I think it's going to be pretty sweet for, for whoever it happens to. And I think that uh, hopefully like the pundits don't, don't throw an asterisk on it just because of COVID. Cause I think that would be BS. I think it'll be well-earned. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, yeah I agree. <clears throat> Good. The, the ACC actually was the, the worst in number of canceled games for the year. Wait, what did, can uh, you say that W word again? They they had they had something they had the most canceled games of any league and um, however uh, Duke had no issues with COVID until the ACC tournament and so we're still looking into uh, what that means. We saw some guys with some light blue jerseys running out of their locker room the night before their game against Florida State. We're unsure what that means. No. Because that would definitely be someone in the Greensboro office doing that. <laughs> no, we're that's oh, a joke. Not serious, but the fact that you asked shows how ridiculous this conspiracy <laughs> theory is. Or just how, yeah. how believable it is because they'll stop at nothing to keep UNC on top. Yeah, yeah how crybaby that rivalry is. The the real story, the real story is uh Pratt's and sororities were doing rush week and campus had a Duke campus had been in pretty good shape for a long time and it ended up being an outbreak on campus allegedly like you know the athletes were in a semi-bubble but apparently they weren't because football team had problems with it too because they're doing spring practice so um it was a campus issue Justin let me let me ask you a question sorry sorry Ryan very good um and I haven't had too much correspondence with with other fellow Duke friend fans fan friends do are you one of those that says, well, 
if, if we wouldn't have gotten canceled in the ACC tournament, we would have, we would have been in the NCAA tournament because we would have won it. Or like, is it kind of like Duke did not make the dance in 2021? End of story. Or is there kind of like the open little like? Or I mean, just, if, or is it basically the Ryan Angle uh, squirming out of last year's missing would have missed the tournament just because the tournament itself got canceled? Was yeah. was there a that tournament? Counts. Was there a tournament? <laughs> Was there a tournament? We're not in it. So when I don't you, know what you want me to say. When you win. No, there was not a tournament. The Maryland was Big Ten champions, so we were going. Yeah. No, the, the answer to that question is, like, on the on the merits of the season, no, they didn't deserve to go. But I am disappointed at what happened because they were playing good basketball. And I believe they could have beaten Florida State. They would have had a rematch with Carolina, which who knows how that would have gone. And if they would have made the ACC title game, maybe. Who was on, who was on that but, side, Virginia? Uh, no, Virginia had COVID, yeah, and that's how Georgia, Georgia Tech, Tech ended up winning. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, if if they get through Florida State and Carolina, they could have beat Georgia Tech. Oh, yeah. But anyway, that's hmm. it, it's not an asterisk. It was just a bad year. It, was, it took that team. That team was so young. It took them so long to start playing. Who Decent basketball. Who's the kid that decided to sit out to go into the draft? Jalen Johnson. He'll be a top ten pick. Yeah, but he, he was not good at Duke. He was not good at all. Yeah, I actually agree with Dustin on that. I think Duke would have uh, made some noise. Whether they would have gotten to sun, or Saturday, I guess these days, yeah. and one is a different story. But like coming into the tournament, Duke, Georgia Tech, and NC State were three of the hottest teams from the uh, last few weeks of the season. Duke had issues with COVID. Georgia Tech got lucky with COVID. And then we had a terrible draw in the 8-9 matchup in the ACC tournament with Syracuse, the only team on the year that beat us multiple times. And look at them now. They were an 11 seed in the Sweet 16. Like, it's just when I saw we needed to avoid two teams, Florida State and Syracuse, and we drew Syracuse in the first game. I knew that we were screwed as soon as that happened. As soon as I saw Wisconsin in the tournament, I was like, well, fuck. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then as soon as I saw after Wisconsin was Baylor, I was like, Double fuck. You and C, you want to go? Okay, here you go. <laughs> You're going to have to put the explicit on Spotify for this one. But. Oh, yeah. I, I keep it on there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I don't know when you guys want to wrap up tournament talk, but like, I just, I, I the whole like, my conference versus your conference is funny because I do nothing during during current like in conference play hating everyone in the big 10 and and i i have a i have a new found hate for michigan and all the drama that that circulated there with them in maryland this year and they they beat our ass three times including in the big 10 tournament when albeit we had a 12 point lead at one point um but but yeah i mean i i naturally now maybe it's because i have so many so many friends that 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 root for teams in the ACC, but naturally now, yeah, I, I, I like to see when the big 10 teams on the road, meaning out of, out of conference win, and the league did that a lot in, you know, pre-conference this year, um, including in the ACC big 10 challenge for second, third, fourth straight year. I don't know what it's been, but uh, I don't know if you guys have any legit arguments you want to make in regards to like best conference, second, third, and down the list in the country this year i'll hear you on the big 12 but it, you know my opinion and i think it's almost fact that big 10 really was was the best that's why it made it so fun kind of over the last week to kind of be like we were joking about it like privately 
the four of us and we were like all right how can we kind of like poke at the big 10 and the problem is if you go on facebook like it could kind of backfire because like we had this whole thing of like nine eight seven six five four counting all the way down <laughs> and at the same time it's like like all right so we're going to cancel the big 10 every time they lose and it was like well crap what if they get like eight teams in the sweet 16 this is not going to go over very well and then they just kept losing and kept losing and it was like morgan morgan post the thing I was about to lose. And it was like, you just, you couldn't believe that a, a conference to your point, a conference that good would have so many teams go down. So I feel like for us, it was fun, but it's kind of fun to root again. Like I, part it's, of the reason why, part of the reason why it's fun is because it's a really good conference. So you don't expect it to happen. So yeah. yeah, it gave, it gave us something to cheer for this year, which was to cheer against the league. And so that they would look terrible and be embarrassed. And we can move on the next year, which is where all of us are pinning our hopes anyway. <laughs> yeah. I, Purdue, Ohio State, first round losses, no excuse. I'm not trying to make an excuse for Illinois versus Loyola Chicago. Loyola Chicago should not have been an eight seed. All their metrics, if you look at it, they're like a three to five seed. They're top 15 all year, maybe top 20 all year. Every every stat and metric out there, they're one of the top 15 to 20 teams in the country. With that, how the hell do you get an eight seed? That means you're somewhere in the top 32 in theory. And that's that's a tough draw. Now, if Illinois plays them in the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight, maybe the same thing happens because Loyola is a good, good team. But that's a, that's a wicked eight seed to play. I called Loyola beating Illinois on last week's podcast. I listened back to it this afternoon just to make sure yeah. that I did say that. I did call that. I'd like to point that out. Well, the one thing we can all agree on is that we were all cheering for Sister Jean, and we all love the city of Chicago, and seeing those guys win is something that we're on board for. So, I'm in. They're going to beat Oregon State, and I think I think Houston's going to beat Syracuse. I think Houston could give five slam a jam a slap to Loyola Chicago, but that would be a really, really good elite, gate, elite eight game. I, I'd look forward to that one. Loyal Chicago, Houston. But uh, anyway, the Iowa, the Iowa, Oregon things. A, a, another thing, like Oregon got a got a free trip to the round of thirty-two with VCU's COVID issues. The only COVID issue in the tournament. Who knows if VCU beats Oregon? Probably not. But Oregon had some fresh legs and and went and slapped out slapped around Iowa. So that was that was another one of those losses. Not making excuses. They still played the game and lost. But I'm just saying those those two were those two were tough for the league for sure. Yeah. And Rutgers, your all's your all's favorite team, had had Houston beat. They shouldn't they shouldn't have lost. They blew it really. Oh, and Maryland had an eight point lead with like four minutes in the game against Alabama. So we should have won that game too. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I would say uh, let's not let's not skip giving a little bit of credit to the Pac twelve because we also on this podcast make fun of the Pac twelve a lot. And good for them. Five teams in, four teams in the Sweet Sixteen. Um, I don't think they're going to win an action championship, but they have far and above exceeded any expectations. They are, uh, and to make the point, um, they actually have the longest championship drought in the entire country as a major conference. Yeah, it's because their conference, their conference stinks, and I'll go on record by saying that I'll give them the I'll give them the most credit for the 2021 tournament and what their teams have done. And Looking at the bracket, I, I, I'm sorry. I don't see any of them. Well, one of them, USC or Oregon, will get to the Elite Eight, but I don't see them beating Gonzaga. I, I give them credit for their performance in the dance, but that that's that's doesn't mean they're, like, a good basketball conference. UCLA might be on their way back. 
but no, sorry, Bill Walton. And I hope you guys, I know you guys have coast to coast listeners. If, if you get some uh, folks in the West coast want to bite my head off for that statement, go for it. <laughs> no, I agree. No one gives a shit about the West coast teams. East coast no, I, bias I, all day. I really don't like Bill Walton. Unlike yeah. some people on this podcast. I don't like Bill Walton either. Wow. All right. Look, the Oregon Ducks are a great football team. They provide entertainment at 10 p.m. at night. And Bill Walton, all right, can make any college basketball game exciting, especially when it's outside of the ACC. Okay? And when so you watch like those Maui Invitational games go until 2 in the morning and you've had a couple beers and Bill Walton's calling the game, yeah, it's fun. So the Berries just don't know culture, obviously. I don't like – I'd watch a game where he had a jar of peanut butter and he was putting yeah. it on his fingers, offering it to other people. So, no, I'm out. Bill Walton sucks. That's what makes it great. You I'm gotta love watch it. Oh, yeah, I love his Grateful Dead ramps too. <laughs> All right, so Ryan, since we have you here, we've been doing some tournament talk. I want to get you on the record on what your final four picks are for this year. So take it away. Well, for shits and giggles, they were Gonzaga, Texas, Baylor, and Illinois. So I'm still two. I'm still two alive. And and Gonzaga and Illinois actually were my title. So that's. But um, I mean, I'm I'm going to take Gonzaga out of the uh, whatever it is are they in the West, I assume. They're going to beat Creighton. They're going to beat whatever Pac-12 team gets there. And then I don't necessarily believe in Michigan marching through without Isaiah Livers. So whether if they beat Florida State and Alabama beats UCLA, I'm going to take Alabama, especially the way they played the other night against Maryland. So Gonzaga, Alabama. And then um, I think Baylor get through Villanova. I think that would be a better game if Gillespie was still on the floor. But I, I feel like Baylor will, it's got their legs back under them from the COVID pause. And Arkansas and Oral Roberts, Arkansas will win that game, but uh, I don't necessarily believe in them to beat Baylor. So I'm going to take Baylor out of the South. And then um, <laughs> the Midwest is tricky, but I don't see any any hope for Oregon State beating Loyola Chicago, although it could happen. But I'm going to take Loyola Chicago and then Houston beating Syracuse. No offense, ACC. And then um, that's a toss-up, Loyola Chicago and Houston. But I'm just going to go with – I guess I'm going to go with the seed at that point, Houston. And, and I know they got a lot of athleticism and talent to – get through the big boy and, and down low for Chicago. So Baylor, Houston, Alabama, Gonzaga, and then we'll, we'll have Gonzaga and Baylor in the final and, and Gonzaga cutting down the nets. I don't think I'm going out too much on a limb there. You got Houston playing Bama with Bama winning. Ooh. Well, that'll make me feel better as a Maryland fan if Alabama wins at all because they, they whipped our ass. I got Loyola, Chicago, and Gonzaga. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. I got, I don't care because my team isn't in it. But speaking of Chicago, I know you guys saw a show there that segues perfectly into our next uh, topic. So I'm going to throw it over to Ryan Engel to take it away. Weird when you say my last name. Yeah, I kind of have to this podcast though. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we were talking about bucket list concerts and uh, this this played out well. Um, As we mentioned on Facebook, uh, me me and Ryan two years ago, what, yesterday? Went to Fleetwood Mac. Um, and that was definitely a bucket list concert for me. I know it was a bucket list concert for, for Ryan, for sure. Um, in case you've missed every other episode of Miserable, Miserable and Reckless, our group really, really, really enjoys music, although we have different tastes. Seen lots of shows together, um, and I kind of wanted to like talk about it because this is literally the shows that I've seen with these four guys, as in Dustin, Morgan, Ryan, and Logan. Uh, the four of us have done Road Trip to Raleigh now for several years in a row down uh, with American Aquarium. Uh, three of us, me, Morgan, and Dustin, saw Bob Seger in Louisville. Um, I've seen Tom Petty in Chicago with Ryan and Dustin, uh, along with other friends. 
I've seen Bruce with Dustin and Ryan for Springsteen. Um, I think multiple times, at least I was, I was at one of them at Nationals Park. Yeah. Uh, I've seen Metallica with Morgan. I've seen Eric Church, and I, I pointed this out, and Dustin actually had to step outside, but I've also seen Chase Rice with Dustin. <laughs> and uh, and like I said, yesterday was two years to the day from seeing Fleetwood uh, with Ryan. So because we've been pretty lucky so far, like what are the, like, I feel like I've seen a lot of the people I want to see. So like, what are the, some of the shows you still want to see was the question that kind of jogged our, our, our minds, our memories. And there's one caveat on this. Like, obviously they still have to be alive to see them. So like, I can't go see like Jimi Hendrix or Prince. So like, what are the living bands or artists that, that like you want to see? So like Ryan, what is it for you? What do you Ooh, think? I want to see. Um, so I, I won't spend too much time, but I got my concert going days or concert going like, uh, I'm trying to think of the word, whatever. It started a little late. I was in my twenties when I started crushing concerts, but you, you name the country artist from probably the early to mid two thousands and beyond. And I, I saw him from Carrie Underwood to Brad Paisley to, Oh man. Uh, Aldine to Luke Bryan to, um, uh, Faith Hill's husband, whatever I can't remember his name. Tim McGraw, there you go. All of them that that were on the the top forty charts or whatever for a while, and then yeah, I, Tom Petty, Bruce Springsteen, Fleetwood Mac, uh, Mumford and Sons. God, down the list. I, I would I would love love to go to a, if if Wu Tang Clan came back together. All of them, all nine of them, plus Capadonna, plus whoever the hell else they wanted to bring. Uh, I would I would love to go to a Wu Tang Clan concert because I think that that would bring such a such a diverse audience at this point because they're just like a, they're a brand like they they could they could bring in like anybody to play with them I think my brother saw Rage Against the Machine in Wu Tang once which is which is interesting but I would I would love to see Wu Tang live man um, God who else let me think about that for a second. Uh, maybe maybe punt to to Morgan or Logan, but um, I, there's plenty. But but I guess from one of my favorite genres of music, which is like classic rap, '90s rap, whatever. If Wu Tang's rap, I mean Wu Tang's a whole new style of rap. Um, yeah, I would love I would love to see that. But but let me let me get back to you here. On, on All right. Who who else? Because there's Morgan. Field. Morgan, kick us. Uh, let us keep kicking it down the road. Who you got? We saw Metallica. That was kick ass. That was a great concert. I mean, I've been, I've been going to concerts since I was a little kid. I mean, the first concert I went to was uh, Beach Boys at King's Dominion back in the uh, late 80s, I think it was. Nice. That was actually the first concert my parents took me to. I mean, I've seen The Who, Three Dog Night, Bob Seger, Bob Dylan, Paul, Paul Simon, The Eagles, uh, John Bon Jovi, Metallica. You know, I've been to every work tour from 98 to 2002, ACDC, Pearl Jam. Through Fighters, Chili Peppers, Dave Matthews Band. I mean, I could. Huey Lewis, Corn, Rob Zombie, U2. I've seen quite a few shows since the late 80s, but there's still quite a few I would love to see. I mean, right off the top, Rage Against the Machine. As Ryan was talking about a few seconds ago, that's if they got back together, which I hear they were supposed to, and then with COVID hitting, that kind of got canceled. But Rage Against the Machine is the top of my list. I got to see. Other than that, um, Slayer. I mean, <laughs> hey, it's 
If all you have to do is sign up and to go overseas, and they'll play an Air Force base near you. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they actually play Raleigh every so often. Um, Slayer, I'd say the police, if they could actually get along with each other. Yeah. That, that'll never happen. Um, and, he, and one other man, an angle, you'll appreciate this one, Explosions in the Sky. You know, I've seen them. It's it's an experience I'd like to go to just to chill out, you know. They, the Friday Night Lights TV show, Friday Night Lights the movie, uh, uh, Lone Survivor. I mean, they their soundtrack. Their Peter Berg pretty much puts them in everything that that he directs, and they're a good good band. I would love love to see live, but to say to pick the number one band would be Rage Against the Machine. The plan with Wu Tang, I'll come with you, man. Hey, let's do it. That's my favorite about that show. I, I know. Holy crap. So, Morgan, I saw Explosions at the Sky with my wife in the same place that we went to go see Dropkick Murphys the day before the car accident on St. Patty's Day or the uh, day of the car accident. 9 30 Club? Yeah. Yeah. They closed out with the, the theme song from Friday Night Lights. <laughs> this is cool. What, your hand in mind or whatever it is. Yeah. I think. So, Logan, what do you got for us? You got yes. a bunch of Texas dirt? So, uh, <laughs> probably not as much as you think, but definitely right. some of it in there. Um, over the last year, with a lot of concerts obviously not happen, happening with uh, COVID happening, yeah, I, that's the thing I've missed the most, to be honest. I was averaging over the last six years about anywhere from 12 to like 25 concerts a year that I would go to. It's one of, just one of my favorite things to do. Sure. And... Uh, I, I really don't like big venue concerts. I don't like arenas. I don't like stadiums. But for some of these guys, I'd have to go to those shows. I prefer the smaller like rock clubs, kind of like similar to 930 Club, Lincoln Theater here in Raleigh. But two in the classic rock genre that I really would like to see that I never have um, is Bruce Springsteen is one. Um, I've I've heard about his shows, you know, playing with no opener, three hours. Like, it, you, you got to see the boss at some point. It'll be an expensive ticket. But that's one that I really would like to go see. Um, me and my best friend had an argument on the bachelor trip last weekend about Bruce Springsteen. I was playing a Springsteen song in the garage on the speaker and Andy changed it and said, Springsteen sucks. And I just yelled at him. I was like, you suck <laughs> because he was just wrong. But so I'd like to see, <laughs> so I'd like to see Springsteen. Um, the other one is Fleetwood Mac. I've never seen Fleetwood Mac. As I've said on this podcast before, Stevie Nicks is a national treasure. Yeah. And I would like to see uh, those guys. I know you guys have told me they're they're still good in concert, so that's on my list of people that I'd like to see. Moving into mainstream ish country, I guess. Um, I, I'd like I've never seen Alan Jackson or George Strait, and I'd like to see both of them. Um, my younger brother saw Alan Jackson a few years ago, and Landon was like, "Well." He, it wasn't very good. He just stood there and sang the whole time. I was like, did you expect Alan Jackson to get up there in skinny jeans and shake his ass around like he's Luke Bryan? I was like, no. I was like, it's about the music with those guys. So It was wrong. Alan Jackson was awesome. <laughs> I saw him like five years ago. <laughs> oh, I, I bet. So like, I love Alan Jackson. I do too. Alan Jackson is arguably <laughs> my favorite artist from the 90s in country music. But here's jumped up in skinny jeans and danced around. <laughs> <laughs> so Alan Jackson, George Strait, definitely. Moving into my preferred genre of music, as is well documented on this podcast and my other one, um, I love you know Texas red dirt music. 
and Randy Rogers band is one of those guys that have been that, that band's been around since like 2003 within that scene. They're very influential um, within that style of music. So I would love to see Randy Rogers band um, play. I've, I've seen Wade Bowen. So I'll cross that one off the list, but I I've been fortunate enough that most of the guys coming through that scene, I've been able to see um, whether they were opening or, or headlining somewhere in Raleigh. And I mean, I sh- shit, Dustin and I've traveled all the way out to Oklahoma to see, see some of these guys, but I've been fortunate to see most of the people I want to see from that genre at least once. But uh, Randy Rogers band is definitely one that, that I haven't been able to see that I want I have on my list. Have you seen Dalton? Yeah. He opened for Wade Bowen here in Raleigh um, about t- two years ago. I thought about yeah, putting, I thought about putting Dalton Domino on my list, but I feel like that's so far down because I feel like he's as long as he doesn't drink himself to death, then he he'll, he'll probably have a few more shows left in him. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you guys a funny story actually about Fleetwood. First of all, I think since I've been a kid, Fleetwood Mac's been in my life. My mom used to play in a band that that covered some of their music and she's more of a Christine McVie and she's not quite Stevie Nicks. She's more of a Christine McVie slash Morgan, what's the name of the girl who sings for the pretenders or the main pretender lead singer? Oh Debbie shit. Harry. Put me on the spot. That type of voice slash Karen Carpenter. So she yeah. she did a lot of the Christine McVie stuff for for Fleetwood Mac back in the day. Um so it's it's really been in my life all always and I've always liked it. Um but this concert, what's her, what's her name? Chrissy Hind. Hind, yeah, yeah. There you go. So, um, yeah, when we went to the Fleetwood Mac concert here here in Baltimore last year, which was, yeah, last March 24th, uh, we were about two weeks, three weeks away from having our, our son. And obviously, so obviously he was there <laughs> in, a, in a belly. And he always as as now being a, a little guy he's always loved fleetwood mac when he was six months old up until before we put him to bed tonight always asking us to play fleetwood mac he doesn't care if i put on traveling willberries or country or anything for it. he he mac 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 he loves fleetwood mac so it's oh. interesting that like oh. did he like get that from that concert somehow i, I don't know kind of crazy but but even he loves it now, so maybe it's in the genes. I mean, if that's the case, then Dustin uh, looks like we're we're going to be in luck because Emmy, her first concert while Jenny was pregnant, was American Aquarium. Oh, <laughs> that's true. Two nights. Yeah, yeah, true. Two, two nights in a row. Right. <laughs> well, uh, we'll have to take her out to Tulsa on New Year's Eve when she's old enough to be able to handle it. <laughs> Dustin, yeah, for us for concerts, we've seen a, a ton together. And I know you've seen a ton on your own and with the other guys. So what do you got? What's on your list? Yeah. Um, you know, this one was actually kind of difficult once I got to thinking about it because with y'all and, you know, just friends in general, I've seen a lot of concerts. I've spent a lot of time at shows over the past like 10 years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some of us have seen me and Ryan have seen Petty twice together. You know, we've done Bruce Springsteen, Fleetwood Mac, the Eagles, um, Bob Seger. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, I, and then there's other, you know, there's Eric Church, who we all love. And, I, you know, I've got a whole list, long list of bands. American Aquarium by far is the band I've seen the most, but I've been fortunate to go to a lot of shows. So once I got to thinking about it, I'm like, what, <laughs> what do I want to see of an artist that I could actually see? uh 
play again. And the ones that stood out would be Alabama. Nice. They I've never seen them play because um, they like did their farewell tour. I don't even know how many years ago, ten years ago, and then now, uh, now they're playing a few select dates here and there. That would be awesome. I got to go agree with Logan on George Strait. He put on a great show. I'd love to see him. I saw Alan Jackson many years ago with my grandmother, actually, <laughs> which was fun. I was think I was in high school, but. Um, and then, you know, from there, I kind of, you know, I'm cheating a little bit on this, but I really want to go to the Steamboat Springs Music Festival and the Milo Fest in Florida. And those are more along the Country and Cold Cans podcast uh, route. Um, it's a lot of like alt country, red dirt, you know, those kinds of bands. But they're in both incredible locations at awesome times of the year. And I would love to do both of those. The one in Colorado, the Steamboat one is like impossible to get tickets to, but Milo, you can actually still do. Um, and beyond those, like, you know, I kind of skipped, I, I missed a chance to go see Hootie and the Blowfish a few years ago, like two or three years ago. And I was kind of like, I kind of disappointed. I kind of would actually like to go to that show. Um, and then just thinking, Wagon Wheel, right? <laughs> yeah, as long as he skips that one, I'm good. I can I've confirm been to that. Crow Medicine show. And they sing the correct version of Wagon Wheel. I don't think that he played it. I saw them um, two years ago because my roommate, his fiance, couldn't make it. So I was the backup plan. So I got to go to the uh, Hootie show, and I don't remember him playing Wagon Wheel. He played a lot of his country hits, but I don't remember him playing that one. I could be wrong, though. He played it when I saw him two years ago. We went for my wife's birthday. But he waited. He, he, he played his biggest hit at the end. I only want to be with you. Hey, yeah, you gotta keep people gotta keep people in the stands. At a, a Hootie and Blowfish show, he shouldn't play Wagonwheel, in my opinion. Hey, Dusty, no. so he me. shouldn't play it ever, but I like I like the version, by the way. But at a Hootie Ooh. show, maybe it stays away. And Raleigh, they play the old crow version. That's right, at the football games. They played uh Darius one weekend and people had an uproar, and the next week it was back to old crow. <laughs> Well, more. otherwise I'll go. <laughs> let me um, let me just round it out with this. I don't even know if they still tour, but Poison seems like it would be a fun show to go to. Oh yes, I'll be there in a heartbeat. I don't care where. Yeah. They're I would be. Brett there. Michaels, <laughs> big hair, like craziness. I bet it won't be like the '80s. So it'll somebody who actually went to it would be like, "Son, you don't even know." Standing back in the back with their, you know, twenty-five ounce Bud Light. And but jacket with patches on them. Yeah. One yeah. quick, one quick aside about Brett Michaels. Uh, definitely, you guys need to go check out when he tried to have a country career about four or five years ago. He released one or two singles. They were god awful. Like the uh, one of them, the music video is even worse than the song, and that's amazing. Um, the chorus of it is something like "Hot chicks, cold beer." We got them both them up, uh, both of them up in here. Uh, cold beer, hot chicks, and then I can't remember what he even rhymed with that, but like that's literally what the chorus of that song was. It was terrible. We got <laughs> to do, do it in the sticks. Is that what he rhymed it with? It, it might have been something like that. It, it was really, really, really bad, but it's definitely worth a laugh. So check that out. Oh, yeah, there was a concert I missed out on going to see that I, I regret a lot. It was uh, Stone Temple Pilots got back together, Scott Whalen. They were playing at the House of Blues down in Myrtle Beach. And I was working at the hotel on the beach at the time. And my manager, Chris, was like, dude, do you want to go? I'll cover your shift until you get back. 
was like, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll catch him on down the road. And that, yeah, that, uh, it didn't age. Called him down the road that night, Morgan. He, he caught something down the road later on. Thompson's <clears throat> yeah. a fun man. I, no, like I, uh, Logan said, it's interesting. Like <clears throat> I've been to a lot of big venue concerts, the big the big names. Definitely done a few of the, you know, nine thirty club type venues as well. That gone to see artists. That I can't remember who they are. I like cover bands and lake warmers and Reagan years and those types, but. <laughs> Um, maybe your old boy, Sonny Ledford, definitely seen him before, I think. Uh, right, Dustin, barbecue joint in D.C.? Yeah, down in Hill Country. You've definitely been to at least one yeah. show. So the, the, he's, fun, he's fun live. Yeah. So, but, the, but those smaller venues, I, I, I would like, I, I love like the, the you know, Texas dirt type, you know, you know, get your boots dirty, whatever it's called, country music instead of the mainstream stuff. You know, I, I like it all. I mean, you guys might joke about my my music taste because my, my iTunes only include 315 songs and I play 31 of them. But, uh, but I, I like it all. I don't like the heavy metal punk stick nails in your ears and eyes and up your nose, Morgan Irby stuff. And I don't like like that new age, like if it if it's called hip hop, that's a shame stuff but really everything else i get behind I, you guys know i'm i'm probably your friend who likes the old school rap the most like you know, I, I said dustin when you were away i would love to go to a wu-tang clan concert um but uh, angle i know you've seen them i would love to see coldplay one day coldplay might qualify as like my favorite like i know they're kind of old at this point you know maybe they started in early 2000s but like uh, favorite newer rock band, right? And I think they got some staying power at this point. I, I think they're going to go down, you know, pretty pretty good. But I would love to see Coldplay. I think they do great music. Um, I did see Billy Joel live. Uh, I know you guys remember that one. Um, and then uh, U2 as well here in Baltimore. So th those were good shows. Those were those big, massive stadium, you know, shoulder to shoulder, expensive tickets, you know, I, so I want to get to some of those smaller venue shows for sure. And and first concert I think I ever attended was Ann Murray with with Grandma and my mom at Frederick Fairgrounds back in the day. Have you guys heard of Ann Murray? Dustin, I'm sure you have. Ann Murray? Sounds familiar. I feel like me and you might have talked about this before. You guys are you guys are totally going to Google Ann Murray after this show, and I I bet you some of your listeners are as well. And Ann Murray was, you know, the, the big records back in the '80s. I think she was a, she was a country singer. Shows are fun, like like Logan said. Sport sporting events are great. Sporting events can get a little stressful. No way a concert's going to get stressful. Everybody's in the same sync harmony. Like it's just it's great. I lo I love them. Um, I know you'll have to come to a road trip to Raleigh one year. I will. You guys remember the day in Chicago? We were supposed we were supposed to the, the the plan was Cubs game, OAR, OAR, Steve Winwood, Tom Petty. <laughs> And then it, it actually, that day, that day ended up being Cubs game, four-hour tornado rain delay apocalypse. Which they served and us Petty. through. And they did serve us through. I do credit them that. I always will. Uh, but, but yeah, we missed OAR and Steve Winwood. Which, oh, man. Steve Winwood. We saw higher love from, like, walking through the tunnel to get to the seats. What year was that? 2014. I saw, that, I saw Petty and Winwood on that tour in Raleigh at PNC in 2014. 
that was a uh, that was a great show. Was, I was glad that I got to go see Petty because I was like, look, we almost didn't go because we were just like, oh, he'll be playing for a few more years. Glad we pulled the trigger because uh, it's not really possible now. Yeah, Petty's passing away as a reminder, like that some of these guys just go see him because you might not have another chance. And that's what I I've seen Bruce Springsteen a couple times with these guys, and it's expensive, but it was worth both trips, even though it was we were up in the sky <laughs> watching a video screen. He still put on a hell of a show. That segues well to what I was going to say. Then um, that's a good setup. I uh, Ryan, to your point, it's kind of fun that I'm looking at like my notes because. I can get to hear what you guys have to say about this. Brian, to your point, I've seen Coldplay. I, I, I think it's arguably one of the best shows I've seen besides Fleetwood. Um, everybody that's an, ever listened to a podcast, basically, or, or knows about me, knows that Coldplay and Fleetwood are two of my favorite bands. Um, and I also really wanted to see U2. I got floor seats for Coldplay, U2, and Fleetwood. Yes, it cost me more than I was comfortable with, but I felt like I had to do it. I felt like I just wanted the experience of being down on the floor and standing there shoulder to shoulder, as you said. I love the mood down there, et cetera, et cetera. But to Dustin's point about seeing Petty and seeing some of the other ones where you just got to pull the trigger, that's kind of where my head went for this one. Um, based on that, um, I've seen Skinnerd. I saw Merle Haggard. Uh, I saw the, uh, the the older version of Skinnerd without all the, obviously I wasn't around in the seventies. I saw Merle Haggard before he passed away. I saw Skinnerd and Haggard on the same day. Skinnerd opened for Haggard in a cornfield in Delaware. That was a very interesting experience hanging out with Melissa's cousin. It, we were in the rain and he offered me brandy that came out of a raincoat. Uh, that was the entertaining way to watch that show. Um, so I'm glad I saw Haggard before he passed away. Uh, I'd like to see Eric Clapton. Um, I know that he struggled with some things back in the day and I'm not sure how much longer he's got left. I hope it's very many, uh, a, a lot of many years, but I'd like to see Eric Clapton before he goes. Um, I, I don't know if, if he would be able to play with or without BB King, but if he was able to, that would be a pretty cool experience. I'd like to see Van Morrison before he uh, moves on. Um, that's something I've just never been able to do. One of my friends went to go see Van Morrison at Fenway Park. Uh, that's I feel like that's short of seeing him in Dublin. That's pretty much the ultimate experience. Um, before the last year passed, I really wanted to see Van Halen. They were at the very top of my list once I saw Fleetwood Mac. And obviously um, that over the last year has not been the best uh, because Eddie passed away. Um, I really wanted to see Van Halen and I was more intrigued to see them because Eddie uh, brought his son Beethoven, that's literally his son's name, into the band. And the two of them were playing on stage and I wanted to see father and son jam together. And I thought that would be really cool. Um, uh, Logan mentioned George Strait. I know Dustin mentioned George Strait when we were in Las Vegas at the rodeo finals. Uh, that's a story in and of itself with my wife. I noticed that George Strait had a little bit of a residency um, in Vegas and I was like, oh, we should stay for that. And it, so I, I would love to be able to see George Strait. Um, Ryan, to your point, and I'm glad I had this in the notes because I was thinking about things that might be more uh, within like your Bay House vein. I would love to see a tribe called Quest. They're all still together. And uh, we were really excited when we were down at Morgan's cabin. And uh, didn't, a tribe, one them, didn't one of them actually pass away. away? Sorry to cut you off. Whatever. Yeah, uh, one day five. Fife dog, Fife dog pass away. Uh, one, one of them. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't aware of that. But I hear you. Tribe Called Quest, Gangstar, although Guru passed away. But some of those like Nas, so mainstream. Nas would be cool. Nas has fallen off through the years, but Nas's 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 greatest hits are 
I'm right the up there. Twenty rap songs ever. Yeah. So, but Tribe Quest, good call. Yes, hundred percent. Morgan's Morgan's alluded to this in podcasts in the past, but my absolute number one on top of my list, and I won't have to say too much more about it. God forbid these dudes. Speaking of brothers, ever get the hell back together? Fucking Oasis, get yes. your shit together, man. Get your shit together. I would come on. You're still here. You're still making wonderful music. Tell me anybody that doesn't know Champagne Supernova is the greatest song ever. I don't care what you have to do. Drink a drink a fifth of gin each to get on stage with each other and just play your hearts out. All right. Stop crying your hearts out. That's an Oasis joke to each other. And 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 don't look back in anger. Okay. And just <laughs> get on the stage and just give us one tour. I'll pay as much as it takes. I will, I will, I will mortgage a car. To get on stage, I will gladly not pay my mortgage here at this house for four months uh, to, to be able to pay for a ticket to go. I just, I really want to see Oasis. That's, that's absolutely pay. my number one thing. I'd like to see Oasis too. I don't know if I would go quite as far as you would, but I still would like to see them. One, Oasis one, has been at the very top of my list ever since they told everyone that they hated each other. One, one final band I'd like to mention that I would love to see would be Aerosmith. And as, uh, yeah. As, as, as Waterson said from Days of Confused, 1975, top priority of the summer. <laughs> I would definitely love to see that band live because I heard they still put on a good show. So, have we covered it? We got, we got everyone that we wanted to see. Does anyone want to mention? I'd like to throw in that I'd like to see Bob Seger. Haven't done that. Would like to see that. That I thought about that literally like ten minutes ago. Should, That's on my list. Going to Louisville. Well. That Speaking, chance is over. <laughs> Speaking of Bob Seger, you guys will like this. And Logan, there's a little NC State flavor here. Um, one of the first times I went up to New York when when Jamie and I were dating, <clears throat> it was December, and I think I went on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So like Thursday, Seger was playing. Friday, the Knicks were playing, or maybe Saturday, the Knicks were playing. Now Friday, the Knicks were playing. <clears throat> and Saturday, NC State was playing West Virginia basketball. <clears throat> so I was like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Like, I don't care. Like, just something to do in the city, right? Go to Madison Square Garden for a cool event. Let it be a concert or an NBA game or, you know me, I, my heart was set on a college basketball game. So we, like, looked at tickets. Bob Seeger, they were, like, 150 at least each up in the, you know, last seat of the worst seat in the whole arena, which maybe 150 for a Bob Seeger show. I don't know. Then Nick's tickets were like 90 in the last seat of the last row of the worst section in the arena. And then like NC state, West Virginia tickets, it was called like the Gotham classic, like seven rows behind the basket were like $19. I was like, all right, I'm making this decision. I'll take you out to a really nice dinner before we're going to the college basketball game. So, Logan, I've seen NC State and West Virginia play at Madison Square Garden. Take oh, that. yeah, go pack. <laughs> I think West Virginia won. Probably. <laughs> it's what, fun year what, what year was it? Yeah. 2014, I'm pretty yep. sure. What that was, eh, I mean, that was at the, during the years of the Godfrey era. So, we were, uh, we went to two out of three Sweet Sixteens <laughs> around that time. So, there you go. Uh, and honestly, I can't tell you who actually won that game, but it was fun. There were a lot of ineb- inebriated people there. <laughs> <clears throat> a 
for all of you who can, if you ever have the chance to go to an event, especially a college basketball and at Madison Square Garden, please do it. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah I'm sure yeah, hockey games probably are pretty cool too. It's a great place. Shoot, we've covered it. We've covered uh, why Ryan wants to come back from the Big Ten to the ACC. Uh, we officially I didn't say that. We officially got yeah, sort of, kind of. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't say that. I said that's going to be the title of the episode. No, we're, we're going to edit this podcast. Although the ACC is is easier to win basketball games in right now, so maybe maybe it would make sense for a couple of years until the league gets its shit together. And the Big Ten falls off. I'd take that actually right right about now. <clears throat> We've officially uh, given all of our phones that are listening to us uh, advanced ticket prices for all the concerts that we want to go to once COVID <laughs> lifts. So we're all screwed on that front. So hopefully we can get back together in person. This for anyone that's listening. This literally, if you found this hard to listen to for the last ninety minutes, then don't come to the Bay House or ever hang out with us because it's just. Yeah hours and hours of this kind of conversation just bitching and moaning back and forth about our teams and conferences and concerts and our kids and wives and make stuff a little bit of dizzy about <laughs> there you go <laughs> ryan you have any last final words to defend the big ten um no i mean you guys will probably never experience it maybe virginia tech will go on to bigger and better things one day but uh Growing up, growing up in one league and going to another league is is crazy. You you, uh, you gain a lot of knowledge, you know, top to bottom knowledge with each league, and um, you you watch a whole lot of basketball and football. And football is still a work in progress, but recruiting recruiting's fun. If we ever do this again, maybe towards the fall, we can we can talk about some recruiting for uh, for Maryland football. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna toot that horn yet until we at least get six wins. But um. No, it's 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 fun. It's hard. It's hard to winning winning games in any league, especially the Big Ten, the ACC, the Big Twelve, the I guess Pac twelve. Yeah, it's definitely hard to win games in the Pac twelve. Um, what Big East and and the SEC? I mean, it's it's hard. And then when you go out of conference, it's equally as hard to do so when you're when you're playing other teams. And and so the tournament shows us that there are there are a lot of other good teams out there as well. And I don't remember. I don't remember it being this hard to win games in the NCAA tournament back back in the day. Maybe it was. Maybe the 16 seeds back in 2002 when Maryland was a one seed was just fine. You know, we're we're, cup, or we're really challenging teams, and we just wiped the floor with them. But it's hard to win games, and I think that you, you guys hear coaches saying the same things. Like, you know, we got to prepare for this 16 seed or 15 seed or whoever seed the same way we're going to prepare for the next game if we get there. So it's it's crazy. It's it's the best. Best event in sports, you World Cuppers, no thanks. And Silver Tournament's the best best event in sports. And um, I, I I love more than anything when Maryland makes it. I expect them to make it every year, and we're, we're doing that lately. So here we go. Until Coach Turgeon doesn't, doesn't get another contract, then, then we can do from now, and I might be in trouble. <laughs> All right, well – i got to say thank you to Big Ten Ryan for coming on this episode here on our 29th episode of Miserable and Reckless on National Maryland Day. Um, you, you, I guess you kind of gave a defense of the Big of, 
I shouldn't even say that the conference that Rutgers plays in. Uh, so we appreciate you coming on, man. It's actually the B1G if you really want to break it down. The Big Ten with 14 teams. The B1G. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I will say it was clever marketing to try to change that, but I refuse to go along with it. That's how I use it in all the text with the guys. It auto corrects now to B1G in my phone. Don't don't for, don't forget the ACC has a Chicago market team. That makes no sense either. Don't disagree. That's why yeah. we want to get rid of some teams and get different ones. <laughs> I want to go back to the old days of nine teams and away from super conferences. They suck. Looks like looks like we all missed out on UConn. I want I wanted UConn and like Cincinnati, but that didn't happen. We'll get the Syracuse <laughs> for a bag of peanuts. <laughs> all right all right so for this episode of miserable and reckless for ryan ryan morgan and dustin i'm logan we'll see you next time